0: for magic we come to the pope on film podcast to laugh to cry to care because we need that all of us that indescribable feeling we get which i'm describing literally right now so how describable are we talking about here that indescribable feeling we get when the Lizzy Day theme song begins to play, and we go somewhere we've never been before—not just entertained, but somehow reborn.
1: <laughs>
0: Dazzling images on a small Twitch stream. stream sound that is sound. Somehow, Cameland horse erotica feels good in a podcast like this. Bunny Williams feels like the stoned parts of us and May Lin feels perfect and powerful because here. They are. The Pope on Film Podcast. We make movies better.
2: welcome to the pope on film i am bunny williams and with me is
0: my name is may lynn i am the founder of the church of ed wood which is an actual thing worth a google it is episode 471 of the podcast and um I would just like to take this time. This is usually the Betty White Memorial podcast segment brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. Download today, a.k.a. Jeff, our monologue. But I'd like to just take a few seconds to skip to this week's movie, which is right here, A Disturbance in the Force. Hey, Donnie Osmond, this movie's not about you. Yeah. Stop talking every five seconds. You weren't in this. Okay, that made me feel better. So, Bunny, how are you? Are you good? Are you still sick?
2: Uh, we'll see. I'm not feeling that bad right now. But it has been good. coming and going since fucking New Year. So, okay. I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. We'll find out some
0: shit. Well, I said this uh, before, and I'll say it again. Uh, My dad died right before Christmas, and I said to you, Bunny, don't die at least until 2024. It's 2024 now, so feel free to kick the bucket anytime you want. Maybe even, you know, during this show, I bet we'd get a lot of viewers. Uh, Because obviously the boobs aren't working.
2: We would already have to have a lot of viewers
0: because That's who's going to go
2: tell everybody else that a podcaster is dying live? I don't know. I'm trying to show the boobs and everything. It's just not working. And we might want to be and contemplate for a couple <laughs> of moments the idea of dying live.
0: Yeah. The hard part is Is that uh, <laughs> I have something to say After these words From our sponsors Yes Hit the follow button uh, That's gotta be difficult A- Hey A- bunny. Do you know what God health Yeah bunny do you know what time it is uh it's one thirty-seven. it's jeff time bunny <laughs> the reoccurring opening with jokes skits, news reviews a little song a little dance batman's head on the lance it's the 1970s variety show of podcast openings are you ready buddy Yes. Yeah. okay first off this is the first episode of the Popon film of the year, which means that it's time to take a look back at the year that was, 2023. And when you look back at 2023, there is one movie that dominated America's theater screens and has dominated the Oscars. I am, of course, talking about uh, this summer when America had Ezra Miller fever as The Flash dominated the box office. Fucking Bunny. Okay, so I'm so pissed off at you, Bunny. Okay, so last week I said that I usually start the first episode of the podcast talking about a year-end wrap-up, and I specifically said that in the next episode, when I say that 2023 is when America was swept away with Ezra Miller fever, I said, and I quote, please laugh heartily as if it is the first time you're hearing that joke oh i just said it and i heard nothing at least genie said something <laughs> but i heard nary a peep from you my friend that was a test well,
2: I have to, and I you, have you to, failed i have to go through the whole processing of okay
0: who the fuck is ezra miller again oh yeah he's okay. the fucking flash that man who's more likely to attack you in Hawaii than a shark. Yes. You did not laugh heartily. That was a test. And I am I am saddened. But okay, with that out of the way, with the test out of the way, uh, sure, it's the beginning of 2024, but oh boy, already the single greatest news story of the year has already dropped. And I'm so excited to share this news with you. Now, this isn't national news. You're not going to see, I don't know, what's a national news reporter? Uh, Bart Felch, yeah, for uh, Channel 96 News. Channel 103. Um, It's more of a local story, but this is a wonderful news story, and I super love it. Houston, Texas police have okay. officially been warned not to use Whataburger order numbers as evidence markers at crime scenes anymore. Okay. So, you know, I had one in my background for the longest time. But, okay, so you go to Waterburger and you order... And they will bring you your order, but you've got to put this tiny little plastic tent on your table. Yeah. And it says, like, order nine. And then when your order's ready, they'll just take it to your table. Um, A little tent, a little plastic uh, orange tent with a number on it. Apparently, in March, there was a report about, you know, there was a there was a shooting there was a murder and houston uh, forensics showed up and they marked where the bullets landed and where they struck with little water tags Why? apparently police will use at times when when they need to mark a crime scene they will use whatever they have available as evidence markers.
2: Why don't they just have evidence markers in the trunk? I mean, their fucking budget is high enough.
0: No, honey, you're honestly, thinking about this the wrong way. First off, I don't off, give a shit I... if
2: they use what, Whataburger markers or not. You know, I, I don't, you know, as long as you are marking the evidence properly... I'm good, but why don't they have markers? Their budget is through the fucking roof everywhere.
0: You guys can dance all you want in the background. That's fine. I I think that there are so many more opportunities for police to use fast food items. Yeah. Is how I see this. I could do a whole 20 minute set about this one news story. First off,
2: I mean, if I, I was, I, you know, if they if they are writing on their report that it is the bullet hole in proximity to the Big Mac wrapper, I'm okay with that as long as we yeah. all know what bullet hole we're talking about.
0: Uh, first off, if I was Whataburger, <laughs> I would absolutely start cashing in on this. Yeah. I would if I was Whataburger, I would make this local Texas news story into a national news story. Try our all-new jalapeno Jack Cheddar burger. It's so good. It's a crime. <laughs> See, you just sold a million jalapeno jack cheddar burgers. I'd buy that
2: for a dollar. Yeah, but then not would have to draw chalk outlines on all the tables in the restaurant. Yeah. And also, number two. Secondly, theme for like a restaurant, you know, up, like girl.
0: Wow, looks like a lot of people died here. Yeah, I here. think. I think that a lot of other restaurants could, you know, step in here and cash in on the love, like, like. Whataburger is being used as a crime scene Step up your game Other fast food places
2: Yes well, McDonald's, Like I'm imagining McDonald's can't
0: unfortunately Well no I'm I imagining mean, a gritty McDonald's Reboot like Ma- Ronald scene. McDonald Is like a A drunken foul mouth detective And he's investigating the grisly Death of Grimace Yeah They believe it's a crime of passion The ham- burglars on meth You know, I'm thinking of something between Sid and Marty Croft and The Shield.
2: I I, I like where you're going with
0: this. I I do like where you're going with this. I think, you know, somewhere in between H.R. Puff and stuff and Serpico. Yeah. McDonald's can really transform themselves, and I like that idea. Burger King yeah. Game of
2: and, Thrones and Wendy, and Wendy just follows Ronald around everywhere because it's been always been her dream to become a detective. So she's trying to learn everything from, from Ronald, you know, ever since she found out that her biological parent was a detective on the Zodiac case.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. But then uh the Hamburglar shoots her through the spine and she has to be in a wheelchair.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just like
0: Barbara Gordon, but it's
2: got a letter, it's got a leopard uh,
0: print on the back, so it's all good. Yeah. Also, Bunny, uh, opening up the floor. What other fast food items could be used to help law enforcement? Uh, Here's what I'm thinking. Like, oh no, someone's been shot! Grab me my year 2000. Disney World commemorative cups. Well, you
2: you could you can close most bullet wounds with a large order of curly fries. Okay, now I have I, I, help, I have a help. question you for gotta you. You got to screw them in, but then they will help seal off the wound. The 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 salt is a bitch, but we're saving your life, quit your fucking whining.
0: Salt is a bitch. We need to we need to study the blood spatter pattern, Officer Jenkins. Hand me the Arby's horsey sauce.
2: Yes, yes, because that is the exact. Now here is the thing. That is the exact consistency and texture of human blood. Just white and kind of tastes like feet.
0: Yeah, because here's the thing. I was going to say we need to study the blood spatter pattern, Officer Jenkins. Hand me the RB sauce because I feel that the RB sauce would look more like actual human blood. But I think the horsey sauce just sounds funnier.
2: Yes. Oh God. Yeah, it's a. Good, it was a good. So sauce.
0: my wife and I had a big debate over RB sauce versus horsey sauce. Oh. In other news, did you hear about the new George Carlin comedy special buddy? no I'm afraid someone made a new George Carlin comedy special, okay. I'm just letting this sink in i i am I am
2: immediately feeling fucking George would hate every single bit of what I'm about to hear.
0: Okay, you're probably right. Someone used AI to create a brand new George Carlin holiday special. Oh, that he they, was fucking uh, a- A uh, comedy special that they uploaded on YouTube called George Carlin, I'm Glad I'm Still Dead. okay uh looks like the uh the people the the George Carlin estate, the George Carlin family whatever that they are looking to sue the creator um personally, personally, I think that it's in poor taste and that George Carlin would hate it. That being said, I would give good money to see a brand new Bill Hicks comedy special. Ooh. like that I'd see.
2: Oh yeah, but but you know, you know Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks would be full on QAnon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know
0: what? Now that you I look back Jeff on his comedy, Brewer there is a bit of for like for him. Yeah. There is a bit of roganishness with his with his humor, yeah. I can kind of see that. Did you hear about what's happening in Oklahoma City, Bunny? Uh, we're being attacked. I, I, we probably,
2: ha- I probably have, but you know, how many tragedies can you track?
0: Well, this is the worst tragedy to ever befall a city. Uh. This is the absolute worst. Someone, and this is true, and there are pictures, someone has been using a drone to affix dildos onto the top of buildings in Oklahoma City. Okay. Like about 10 different major buildings in OKC have been dildo by a mysterious dildo drone that is coming along and, you know, putting suction cup dildos on the top of buildings throughout Oklahoma City. First off, I'm not doing it. I'm way too broke to afford a drone. This is the hero you deserve. I'm sorry. Yeah, or that many suction cup dildos. Shit. Expensive as hell.
2: Well, that yeah. shows
0: dedication. That shows if there's dedication anyone out to the there that I expect is, to have, have are that trying knowledge to get out there in their head, ready at any second. It would be my luck. This is a
2: Thank true you. American hero. He is.
0: He is. He's 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 not the he's he's the hero. He's not the hero we want, but he's the hero we deserve. Yes. Yeah. Like Batman. Yes. That is the second Batman reference. My kids just left to spend time at uh, Cousin Jaden's house for the day. I guess my kids won't be next to me to be the Robin to my Batman. That's a third. (laughs) That's a third. Done three Batman references. Bunny, let me know if you get attacked by a shark. I'll get my bat shark repellent. Ah. That's my problem. I'm sober right now. I haven't had any edibles today. So I'm very hyped up. Yeah. In other news, let me tell you what movies I have seen in theaters these past few weeks. I ain't seen shit. Really? Because the temperature has been like two. Yeah. Bitch, I'm from Phoenix. <clears throat> and bunny don't follow up my pain with like oh uno memento but here in fucking colorado it's negative 300 and genie and i are in shorts no
2: oh no oh don't no i am that. definitely not doing that because i find that so annoying just different people from different regions of the country battling for the lowest temperature like what the fuck
0: Yes, I hate that. I absolutely hate that when people do that. It has taken me a long time as a proud uh, Phoenician to no longer say, hey, it's 72 degrees. Better bring out the heavy winter coat. Yeah. Like, I don't say that anymore, but it gets two degrees, and I go a little bit crazy. I did go to see the movie Night Swim. Night
2: swim. It's about
0: a pool that eats people. Funny. Okay. I went to go see it with my friend David. We both go to the same church. He is a uh, former like Marine Green Beret. I don't know. He's got a Gumby tattoo on his arm that I like. And yeah, it, he bought me a large popcorn and large soda. So already he's my hero. But we went to go see Night Swim together. By the end of the movie, I was chanting. I was rooting for the pool. Okay. Because this family's like a bunch of douchebags. And then, oh, hey, the pool's trying to kill them. If you get killed, if you get eaten by a demonic pool, some of that's on you. You know? Yeah. Because that's not something that just happens all the time to everybody. You got eaten by a pool. I thought it would be a really good double feature with that movie about the bed that eats people that Pat Oswalt keeps creaming himself over. Yeah. Deathbed. And then Night Swim. And then after that, boom, flowers in the attic. We've got a whole house funny. There we go. <gasps> Don't look in the basement. Boom, whole house. Uh huh. Is there a film about a kitchen that kills people, like a Cuisinart that goes crazy? There has Fucking... got to be. It just has to be. There's got uh yeah, uh, trauma exists, so there it has to be there somewhere. Uh I'm from friggin' Phoenix. I, I actually didn't go to church like a few weeks ago because it was so cold. I'm an episcopalian. But in my defense, I'm pretty damn sure that God knows that I'm from the desert. So that's good. I like Episcopalianism because um Every other religion out there, like people are leaving organized religion in America in droves. And it's because, hey, I love praying and I love reading the Bible and I love going to church. But you know what I don't like? All of God's effing followers who are a-holes and pieces of crap. What I like about Episcopalianism is that the idea is shared practice and not shared belief. So I can believe something different than this Episcopalian and that Episcopalian can believe in something that's different from this Episcopalian. But we all come together and we share in the same practices that go back like hundreds of hundreds of years. So I like that. It's like a choose your own adventure religion. Yes. I have decided with my version of Episcopalianism that I can just cuss as much as I fucking want. Okay. I'm f- I'm fucking fine with that. And that's okay with the Episcopal faith. What? Optional slut wants to offer promotion to our channel? Views, followers, views, chatbots? Heck.
2: Wow. Wow, I know, I know, I know. I, know. I, I was getting pretty excited over here, too, but I, I didn't want to interrupt the flow of the show, you know.
0: Yeah, optional slut over here is is yeah. giving us a. It it says that optional slut is flexible and convenient. Ooh, hello. So am I. If you get a cocktail in me. Anyway, uh, so it's been a while since we've recorded because yes. we skipped uh, a few weeks. It's been about a month since we have recorded, I, and I, I just wanted to give.
2: I don't know how to feel about the Barbie movie right now. That's, that's Why? where I'm at. Uh one fucking
0: love that movie. They
2: I don't want They it, got I don't want it to be best okay. picture of the year just because of how I feel about the Oscars and I I, I want to keep liking it. Okay? I don't want want it to land yeah. in the La La Land and Green Book bucket,
0: okay. But no, it will land in time, the everything everywhere all at once
2: bucket. At the same time, what a way to prove the point of the movie Academy! <laughs> Bravo, yeah, absolutely, Bravo for just driving the point straight the fuck home.
0: Yeah. This I'm is, surprised that the Iron Claw wasn't nominated for The director is the best, the okay, so
2: is the the best director, right? Nah, the, best is the, be- the, the, yeah. the director is not the best director or the best picture. Okay, well, then it's got to be the star. That's got to be the best actor, right? That's got to be the best actor for the best picture. Nah. We'll give it to the guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Man, you know what? It, to, to put salt in the wound, they should have nominated for best actress uh Michael Sarah as Alan. Yes. That would have been uh just just another just another brick in the wall. So since it's been about a month since we last recorded, I wanted to do a little follow-up, a little uh a little bit of a how's your father? Uh, uh, and to let you all know that it's been about a month. I have not heard from my brother. Yeah. Or my mom. Or any of my aunts or uncles, of which I have about fifteen or twenty. Yeah. Or any of my like three thousand cousins, because I'm a freaking Latina, and so I have cousins just coming out of the walls. Um, And I haven't heard from any of them. My wife says that it's because I come from a family that ignores the problems, and I'd like to think that that's that's probably it. Yeah. But ever since my violently bipolar noted woman-beating alcoholic narcissist older brother Joe took my dad's nickname, And declared himself my new dad and disowned me. I've heard from friends, from former co-workers, from church people, from ex-girlfriends, no ex-boyfriends. Thank you, Tom. But as far as I can see, no relatives of mine have a single thing to say about me getting kicked out of my family. So... You know, it's a bit strange when, like, your high school girlfriend Stacy is all up in there comforting you. But not a single one of my aunts or uncles has anything to say about me being excommunicated from my family. Yeah. I It, it just upsets me a little bit that I'm hearing, you know, words of comfort from my College girlfriend Sarah, but not a thing from my three thousand Hispanic cousins. but you know what? Whatever, Whatever. yeah, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And for those people who missed our ear jerking Jerry Springery and opening in our last episode, here's a quick summary. Uh, ten, my dad died ten i was I was hoping for you that we could try and say it together, but that time is past now um so my father died. my brother, my father died. my brother assumed the throne as the head of the household and uh, disowned me from the family um. And look, I don't want to focus on too much of my family drama this week because I am firmly in the anger portion of my morning. Yes. Um, but I would like to say that that um my my brother and I both have bipolar disorder. But I but my I have the bipolar disorder where it's just sort of a voice in my head that is constantly there telling me that I suck. My brother has that 2007 Britney Spears bipolar. Yeah. Where he has spent his entire life lashing out at family and friends and girlfriends. And, you know, he's gone through a few wives and uh, has had a kid that who knows where they are. And so he has that kind of bipolar where he lashes out at everyone else in his life, whereas in my bipolar, I'm just lashing out at my own head. But I, I sincerely hope that my brother can find healing and find courage and find the strength to get back on those damn antipsychotics that his yeah. doctor keeps telling him to take and that he refuses to. Maybe you should be taking those antipsychotics. You think that you hope he suffers, Q? Okay, well, um, as an Episcopalian, as a church-going woman, if you're going to talk, get your ass over here. No one can hear you from the other side of the house, okay? If you're going to have something to say, you can sit here by the camera, they won't see you, but if you have something to say about my brother and my mom and the family drama, then come over here and enunciate. You can have your
2: own
0: your I am a church-going gal. We,
2: we still can't hear him. Okay, just be louder. He he sounds like a Charlie Brown adult. You just think
0: he's a bit- Okay. okay, yeah, and I
1: hope he suffers. Uh,
0: okay, now? okay. Well, well you can, you can I think of you when my brother is like, "Oh, you didn't call our dad enough. So we didn't bother telling you that he had cancer and was dying, and it's like, number one, uh, maybe if you were a better son, then we would have told you that your dad is dying is not an attack on me. That's an attack on your petty ass. N- number one, and number two. Oh, is that Emerald? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a douchebag. He's a douchebag. Yeah. My brother's a douchebag. Mm-hmm. But when he said that, like, oh, you barely called. You you never cared about the family. And it's like, oh yeah. Tell me what my five children are named. Because there is no way that my brother knew your name. Knew about Amber, not at all. My brother could name maybe two of my five children. Exactly. He does not keep up with my life. I have a family. I don't, I am being attacked because I found a woman that I loved and had kids and started a family. And that's the family that I focus on now. I guess my brother and my mom and my now dead dad uh wanted me to still be dependent on them because my brother kept going back to the family oh he moved out oh he's moving back in oh he's moving out oh he needs more help and so they always helped him i did not need help but they i don't know they seem to get pissed off about that i don't know but anyway uh yeah that's it i've got for this for this update about my family drama uh, my brother's a dick, and I've become yet another queer statistic of a, a queer person who um, has been disowned by their family. So yay! This just move. makes me gayer. Move so on. That's,
2: that's Fuck those people and move on. And I've got my own family. They would have disowned you regardless yeah there is and it's really telling uh, uh, unless you, you became very rich and successful i do not see another scenario at all for anything you may have done in your life where they would not have disowned you at this point
0: yeah yeah so that's fun It's difficult because people still sometimes come to me and they're like, so Maylin, how are you feeling? And it's, and I hate answering that because I'm feeling fucking everything. Yeah. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm in mourning. I'm also relieved. I'm also angry. I'm also frustrated. I'm also guilty. I'm also fucking pissed off. I'm every emotion. Yeah. Apparently this is how I'm grieving. Is yeah. I'm feeling everything a little bit gassy, kinda horny, itchy, lumpy. Yeah. Uh uh Paul Lynn's Halloween special. Man, uh watching this week's movie A Disturbance in the Force again, that Paul Lynn, he probably got a lot of fucking pussy. In his I, time.
2: I don't think the two are comparable. I mean. I don't particularly find the Paul in show that bad. It's just the Paul in show. Yeah. And I, I would like to see. a lot of cool going on there. I mean. They had fucking witchy poo for Christ's sakes.
0: Yeah. Love you Emerald. Instead of using AI to create new, totally unauthorized George Carlin comedy specials, why don't we use AI to create a Star Wars holiday special where Paul Lynde plays the Diane Carroll part? Yes. I would pay all the money to see that. How itchy. That I'm really your good. fantasy. I would pay good fucking money for that. Yeah. You Let's use AI to create the Star Trek holiday special. I would also pay good money to see that. She packed my bags <laughs> last night. three night. I would pay good money to see that. Okay, so that's it for Jeff. This week, a.k.a. the Betty White Memorial podcast segment brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. Download today. It's taking over the nation. Um, At one point in time, we had like five followers. That's like yes. a thousand to us. Yes, I noticed. So thank you, babies. We're back in the game. So that's it for what I have for the opening this week. So this is what I'm thinking. We take a break. And when we come back, it's time to talk about this week's movie. The recent, came out in December of last year, the recent new documentary from 2023, A Disturbance in the Forest, about the making of the Star Wars Holiday Special. I'm very excited to be talking about Life Day and um, a lot of cocaine nails. Yes. But before we discuss, we talk about this. Maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break, Bunny? We should take a break. Okay, I concur. <clears throat> we will be right back with more of the Popon film after these messages. Do Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. do 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 I'm not getting cut off by the time this time. Hooray! I'm a good podcaster. Do 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 do. To deep up (laughs) to (laughs) wow and break.
3: this is a support
4: I don't need. Let me, oh, ears, and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Yeah. Oh, baby.
2: I'm really scared.
1: Really scared.
5: Whoa, well again, it's Bitey the Spidey. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Bitey the Spidey. Bite, bite, Spidey. Bitey the Spidey. I'm a spider. Yes, and um, uh, wait wait a minute. Where where are you going? Don't be a yeah, look at my eyes. See? They're pretty, right? The blue. Yeah. Blue eyes. Look at them. Yeah, uh-huh. I used to have more than that because spiders got lots more eyes. And, um, I, I poked them out. I, I poked them out. Yeah, I popped them out so that I could be more humanized. Yeah, so, so you can relate to me better. So, yeah, so you wouldn't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I am a spider. Yes, I'm a nice spider. Just kidding, hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> Not that nice. Uh-oh. Yeah. Not that nice. Oh-wee. Hey. Oh! It's Spider-Bite, Spider-Bite. Yeah, you're probably going to learn the reaction about the emergency room. Oh-oh-no! Woo-hoo! Oh, happiness, yeah! Woo! Oh! You know what I like to do? Oh! Oh! And I just hi. Hi where you can't see me. And then, when you don't expect it, don't bite oh, 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 man. It's gonna suck. Totally. Oh, woo oh, oh, oh. Look in my eyes. Don't be afraid. Spiders don't bite. Just Woohoo, Oh, poppy, oh, I saw the eye bite. Yeah. Not that nice. Oh, hey. Oh. Spider bite! Spider bite! Spider bite! I'm biting, Spidey! Don't be afraid. No, not Don't be afraid. I'm not gonna bite I'm spider so bitey. No, I'm I'm totally biting. Biting! I'm biting you. Yeah, today. Um, I'm biting, biting. Biting, buying, biting! 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 Biting!
1: I'll show you the tool that's most
2: important for our survival. A fair warning it's my penis.
4: You are about to witness a new dimension in entertainment. Peter Lemongello.
1: Oh, I could have been a million
4: things. Peter Lemongello. A mood rock experience called Love 76. Yes, Peter Levangelo has created a new kind of music that's both romantic and moving. Just listen. This two-album package, Love '76, you'll experience all the warmth and tenderness living in the heart of Peter Lemongello, plus the excitement that is Peter Lemongello on stage. and a man named Peter Lemongello. Hear him every day. Here's how. To order Love 76, call 586-7700. That's 586-7700. Or save COD charges and send 698 for records or 898 for 8-track tape to Love 76, Box R7, Gracie Station, New York, New York, 128.
2: Say the secret void, and you get to come back next week.
3: 1978, Lucasfilm made a huge mistake. They prefer we all forget the Star Wars Holiday Special.
2: Lucasfilm is still saying, "Mark, we
0: shouldn't talk about it." Nobody is allowed to mention this. No, you don't remember It is so bad, it's not
3: good. You have to see the Star Wars Holiday Special to believe it. The Emperor said we can't show the special in this trailer. But rest assured, you will see all the clips you can handle in the documentary film, *A
2: Disturbance in the Force. The Star Wars Holiday Special is sort of like the Holy Grail.
3: I wanted to see this more than I wanted to live.
0: We're starving as fans for anything Star Wars. So
2: funny and so stupid at the same time. We have seen something that we weren't supposed to see. How did this happen? To
3: find answers, we traveled back and experienced the insanity of 1970s variety television.
2: When 70s TV was bad, there was no description for it.
3: How in the world is George Lucas allowing this to happen? You intergalactic fool. Think you know about the Star Wars Holiday Special? You don't. A disturbance in the Force. A story 45 years in the making.
6: Storytime with Mei-Lin, a a one-of-a-kind, hyperactive and interactive blend of adult stand-up comedy and children's storytime because you're never too old for a good story. Mei-Lin is going on tour in 2024 and after much deliberation they have chosen the following wildly original name for their tour Storytime with Mei-Lin on tour a one former man show brought to you in part by Spite. Don't miss your chance to see her on tour before Republicans ban her just like they're busy banning all history books and for that matter, books, Books for more information on May Lin, like, I don't know try Google maybe or Bing if you're a weirdo. Hey, is Ask Jeeves still a thing? Probably not. Oh well, story time with may lin
2: Is time? Yes, it is. The time it is time.
0: Yes, Bunny, my friend. It is time once again, again for poetry. all of us here. At... Nice. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to casually saunter our way into the second half of our big shoe. And it is said second half wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all-new low-fat original recipe extra strength 24 horsepower featuring 12 of today's hottest hits and available now without a prescription. Boom! on the week! And this week, we watch a new documentary on a 1970s made-for-TV special that is near and dear to our hatred, if not our hearts, it's the 2023 documentary, A Disturbance in the Force, the making of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes. And let me just say, uh, again, in case you weren't here in the first half of the podcast, that Paul Lin, he was a ladies' man. <laughs> he, like, he performed his, sta- his comedy, women are throwing their panties on the stage. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Tom Jones. Paul Lin did it first, and then people started doing it to Tom Jones. He got so much puss. <laughs> that Paul Lin. And uh, Liberace. You know, ladies' men. Yes. Yes. When I think of like famous ladies' men in history, I'm thinking uh, Liberace, Paul Lind, uh, Charles Nelson uh, Riley, George Michael, you know, the real sex symbols of our time, Michael Jackson. So, this is a recent movie. It played in select theaters on Life Day. Yes. November seventeenth, twenty twenty-three. Nice touch with a digital and DVD release just last month. Bunny, what are your thoughts on this documentary? Meh. Well, I...
2: seriously, I, I, I give it a meh. Yeah,
0: yeah. Did I... you see the end credits? I love the the scene during the credits where they interview the the fighting the frizzies reporter. Yeah that made me happy to see fighting the frizzies at 11 that guy i feel like we don't do a lot of documentaries on this podcast true i think i think that the reason why we don't do a lot of documentaries on this podcast is because we saw a documentary and it was so good we did one documentary and it was so amazing that no other documentary can touch it And while we're on the subject, let me say something about Harry Potter. Okay. Warlocks are enemies of God. Yes. And had it been in the biblical times, Harry Potter would have been put to death. You don't make heroes out of warlocks. Jesus Camp, the scariest movie I have ever seen. Yes. But I like this documentary. And I thought it was fun. I don't know if you can see it and have fun having not seen the Star Wars Holiday Special. It was really nice seeing two dead comedians and their intense love for this shitty ass made-for-TV movie. Yes. It's, it, it, that was weird. And also, Taryn Killam is such a geek.
2: I, I, I found a, a lot of this documentary was just triggering my actual Star Wars holiday special PTSD. So that was mm-hmm. kind of a problem. There was some parts that were interesting Mostly it was a bunch of celebrities saying, wow, this is really bad in a whole lot of different ways.
0: Well, yeah, um, fair, but I think one of the things that I like about it is a lot of times when I start hyper focusing on something, it's something that not a lot of other people hyper focus about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there aren't that many Syphil and Ollie fans out there. Um, Not a lot of people know that one of the funniest TV shows of all time was on ESPN Classic Sports. Yeah. But Cheap Seats is still the greatest show ever. But I like seeing this documentary because it's a bunch of famous people, yeah, talking and talking shit about the Star Wars Holiday Special. But, like, I'm the only one in the family who's watched the Star Wars holiday special. It, it still sometimes feels to me like I I hallucinated the entire Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. So it's nice to see a documentary that's like, no, this is real. And here's how it was made. And let me just say something. Let me just say something. There was something about this movie that pissed me off, and I'd like to talk about it right now. All right. George Lucas had nothing to do with the Star Wars Holiday Special. He came up with the basic plot outline and some rules, and then that was it. And then he dipped and took the F off and had no involvement in the Star Wars Holiday Special. And because of that, George Lucas is solely to blame for the Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay. I am I feel very strongly about this. George Lucas is always going around going, Oh, the Star Wars holiday special, that was so horrible. Can you believe they did that to my creation? You did that to your creation by allowing it to happen. Yeah, yeah basically. You don't get to take your name
2: off of this. Basically, you you just left your child. With your crackhead neighbor. Yeah. What did you expect, George?
0: What did exactly. you expect? Exactly. Exactly. It is Harry, uh, George cut Co- George cut Co- Fuck. I am so not high right now. That is a real shame. I should change that. But. George Lucas had nothing to do with the Star Wars Holiday Special, so he is solely responsible for the failure of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Him and the band Starship. Yes. I 100% believe this. I've, after watching this movie, I thought it'd be funny to add that, to find that Starship song that they perform on the Star Wars Holiday Special and add it to my Spotify playlist. And so I found it and I added it to one of my Spotify playlists. I couldn't get through like a minute of that song before turning it off. Yeah. It it is just a hideous hideous thing, Starship. Fucking Starship. I would rather hear B. Arthur's song again. Yeah. than Starship.
2: That is that is saying a lot. That is saying a lot cuz that that song was so a B. Arthur. I don't know if I can. You talk know that B. Arthur man. got a
0: bunch of pussy too back in the day. What? You know that B. Arthur got some pussy back in the day as well. Oh god, yeah. She seems like the golden girl that got the most poon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But Taryn Killam was on here. He was a former SNL cast member, SNL's Taryn Killam, and he loves the Star Wars Holiday Special, and I liked it whenever they talked to him because he was all excited in the movie
2: that, talking about the Star the guy, Wars Holiday Special. Is that the guy who kind of looks like the Deadpool sidekick?
0: The he looks very guy? much like a... like. It's hard to explain how Taryn Killam looks, but the best way I can explain it is he looks like a basic ass white guy. Mm. And that's it. But I know that he's a geek because I saw um, a number, a number of years ago, so many, maybe like seven or eight years ago. They were doing interviews. All I know is
2: occasionally a young guy would pop up and stop and start talking about the Star Wars holiday special, and I'd be like, "Who the fuck is
0: that?" I. That's probably former SNL cast member Taron Killam.
2: That's probably him. uh,
0: But about seven or eight years ago, I was watching uh, YouTube videos about uh, San Diego Comic Con. And they were interviewing people there, and they interviewed Taryn Killam, who just did a 10 minute recreation of the first episode of the X Men animated cartoon. And like he knew the X Men animated cartoon so well that he was able to just perfectly, like, Without any prompt, he's like, okay, so it opens up on the mall. Rogue and Storm are buying clothes. And like he knows exactly what this one episode of X-Men is. And he spent like so much time at the end talking about chili fries. Yeah. Which is my favorite okay. line in any Marvel uh thing that has ever been created. You will come to visit us, won't you? Does a mall, baby, chili fries. So I like seeing, so seeing Taryn kill him as th- in this, it's like, oh yeah, of course he's in here. He's a fucking geek and a half. So that makes sense. I usually start the year off, usually in the first episode of our podcast of the year, I started off with a movie from the last year that I loved and I wanted you to see. Uh, this year it probably would have been I don't know please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain or fucking Bo is Afraid I don't know Yeah, but this year I did it differently because I went for a movie I didn't see last year because I did not see this last year and it's a shame because if I had gotten a chance to see this last year it may have made my it may have made my top ten movies of the year. Because it, i I like this documentary. It's easy breezy fan service. Yeah. Also, I did find the T V special on YouTube, Wayne Newton at SeaWorld, but I don't hate you enough to make you watch that.
2: Yeah, that is yeah. That's not something I would have watched then. Yeah. yeah. I like this movie. I was aware of the Wayne Newton at SeaWorld special at the time. It is possible. I can't rule it out, although I have no memory of it. It is possible I did see Wayne Newton special because that might have been something my mother might have wanted to watch.
0: (sighs) I did not know of the existence of the brady bunch uh variety show until the simpsons made fun of it okay so
2: so now i got to go off on a weird
0: tangent
2: okay because go for it
0: that's what this podcast was made for
2: like at that age and as a kid we were fucking hip deep and goddamn variety shows. I mean variety shows were yeah. always on. You know, you can go back to you know, Red Skelton and uh Ernie Kovacs. You know, and think, you know, there were always variety yeah. shows, but goddamn in the 70s if if you got even slightly popular, you had a variety show. You know,
0: especially
2: after yeah don't the... forget
0: don't forget my favorite what don't forget my favorite variety show what the Bob Crane auto erotic asphyxiation special
2: that one was good that one was good that one was great especially after after Carol Burnett being such a big hit you know because then it yeah was... It was Donnie and Marie. It was the fucking Brady Bunch. It was Sonny and Cher. It was Tony Orlando and Dawn. Mac Davis had a variety show. Do you even know who Mac David is? Jim Stafford had a variety show. No. Do you even know who Jim Stafford is?
0: No. I know and about the Hudson the Brothers the Razzle top. Dazzle show. There you go. That started a bear. There's another one on
2: the pile. But. Every one of them.
1: It's the Hudson Brother.
2: Because it was just a variety show. Formula. That you would have the big song and dance routines. And you would
0: have. I remember. I remember the Mandrell sisters. And they had these puppets. That were like a. That were, like, massive. Uh Uh-huh. They were fucking huge. Puppets. Cowboy puppets. Massive, scary cowboy puppets.
2: Yes. But they would always have the song and dance routine. This was a big choreographed fucking deal. And it was always the worst part of the variety show. Yeah. And I blame that. A... And I blame that early childhood, could we say trauma?
0: Let for, me tell you what I, why you I what... don't
2: like drag shows. And it's not just drag shows. I find I find it is a group of similar things that I can all trace back to that being the worst part of a variety show now if if funny if friends say hey we're going to a drag show you want to come yes I do you know but if I am going out on my own seeking entertainment of some sort that's just not a pick I'm gonna make. But they got it to Money. rag shows, Vegas shows, Las Vegas shows, with all the girls and the big hats and things. And and this is not to blame any one one of these forms of entertainment. This is just early childhood scarring and Eurovision. Like, Eurovision. these are the Eurovision. types of things that all seem to go in one bucket that I don't like because of fucking Donnie and Marie. Uh, first and, off, and to say not like that, you really are speaking.
0: Well, first off, you are speaking to an up and coming Midwest drag performer. And so, your words against the art of drag. I did not say one
2: word against the art of drag. Not at all.
0: True. Secondly, maybe you don't like drag shows because you haven't had a trans woman with huge tits read you a kid's book during it. (laughs) That's why I'm around. And speaking of my tits, here I am, a trans woman in a bra, showing off my huge tittagers while also eating ramen. That's got to be a fetish somewhere.
2: Yes, it does.
0: And yet our I view count, count is Japanese still so Shockingly low. It is upsetting to me. Uh, bunny. Yes. I like this movie. So, question. Yes. What other bad movies would you see a documentary about the making of?
2: <laughs> like, one I haven't seen?
0: <laughs> I will tell you this I would pay good money to see a documentary about the making of Battleship Earth because that would be so fucking hilarious to see so many people certain that they are making the next Star Wars. Yes. You know, everyone's so fucking sure of themselves, so fucking full of themselves. I would pay good money to see that. Uh, uh, Yeah, I, I could go for that. I could go for that. I don't think I've seen one of those. Yeah. And it was really heartwarming to see so many dead comedians. uh, Bobcat, Goldschlager, and the fucking Affleck Duck. That's so sad that I'm calling him the Affleck
2: Duck. Bobcat's not dead yet, is he?
0: Isn't he? I thought he was dead. Hold on. He's been making movies. Bobcat Goldquate is. No, he's still alive. Okay. Yeah, he's been. He's been wow, I assumed he was dead. That's something. That says something about the man's career. But okay, so just one dead celebrity. Yeah. Uh, But it was nice to see uh, the Aflac duck professing his love for the Star Wars holiday special. Like, I liked that. That made me feel better. Here's the thing. I think that if you consider yourself a Star Wars fan, I love Baby Yoda. Oh, did you see Andor? Oh, I can't wait for this other Star Wars TV show. Uh, you should all be forced to sit down and watch the Star Wars holiday special with commercials. Yes. Period. If you consider yourself a Star Wars fan in the year of our Lord 2024, you shall be forced to watch the Star Wars holiday special. Yes. End of sentence. I am very passionate about that. I did like the fact that in the beginning of this documentary, too, they, they made a big focus on 70s variety shows. I really liked that. I also like the bizarre connection between B. Arthur's musical number in the star Wars holiday special and the fucking film food of the gods. (laughs) Never would have made that connection, but yeah, holy shit. There's, there's one of the bad, horrible looking giant fucking monsters from food of the gods inside the star Wars cantina. <laughs> I legit want to get so high and watch the Star Wars holiday special with the people in this documentary. Yeah, that might. So be it's me, it's me, Taron Killam, Silent Bob, Weird Al, Paul Shear, Seth Green can come. He can fetch us drinks. Yes, I like Seth Green.
2: You never like Seth, Seth Green.
0: Green. I don't know I why like I Seth don't like Green. Seth Green, but I don't like Seth Green. As far as I can tell, he's only done one good thing, and that's Dr. Evil's son. I never cared for robot chicken. I don't know. I I just didn't I just never liked it. I appreciated it, but I I, I didn't care for it. He was in
2: it's my H.
0: My 18 year old Q is currently obsessed with fucking Adult Swim's moral oral. Okay. Have you ever seen that bunny? No, that one got by me. It's a stop motion animated parody of Davy and Goliath. Oh, okay. That sounds fun. It is the way I'm explaining it to Bunny. Because Bonnie and I grew up on Davy and Goliath. Gee, Davy, do you think it was gone? <laughs> and it that's one thing that kids nowadays don't have. TV shows that you only watch because there's nothing else on.
2: Yes. Oh, God, I would wake yes. up
0: early, and I'd get cereal, and I'd sit in front of the TV screen. but I knew that before cartoons came on I had to watch the fucking Cisco Kid I
2: was always so excited as a kid for Saturday morning and the cartoons that I would get up before the snow ended and yeah. The, fucking the Google stack. it. I'm not explaining it. And then the National Anthem would play. And the mm-hmm. first watchable thing on, because I'm like five, I can't watch the hog like, the fucking... report.
0: Would yeah, be the farm Dr. report. Tari. I was just about to say.
2: Do you remember? Was Dr. what? Tari?
0: No.
1: But I I was thinking the other day
2: if this was an American show, it could have been Australian. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, but it was, I believe it was at least set in Australia or possibly Africa. Um, and this was like, they worked on an animal preserve and they would fight poachers.
1: Nice, You know,
2: so there was like the head of the facility and they had a chimp beginning my lifelong love of chimps and monkeys. Her
0: name was Judy.
2: Judy the Chimp would help them on their adventures. And this would be the very first show that would come on on Saturday morning when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, for me it was an hour of the Cisco Kid. Ooh. And then like I'm listening to oldies growing up and I hear the war song, the Cisco Kid was a friend of mine and I'm like, oh shit, me too. He comes on before Wallace and Ladmo. Yeah. Here's the thing that gets me. um, The internet has fucked so much up. Funny. my kids don't know who Gilligan is
2: that's that's horrible
0: and how would I even begin to explain Gilligan because like TV's not really a thing anymore you know yeah it's kind of sad that my kids don't know about the fact of of like bewitch and the two Darrens. Yeah, I know. I made some I, joke about like, cute. hey, I'm trying to clean up, I'm trying to make food, I'm trying to be a real Donna Reed. They didn't know what the fuck I was
2: talking about.
0: Yeah. And you would try Who to see something
2: like it was a half hour situation comedy on channel four and like they won't understand a single word of that. Channel Yeah. Four? What yeah. what what's channel four? Four. Yeah. They they'll probably like I was trying to explain the to the kids
0: comedy. like I I constantly listen to the fake commercial for Spatula City from Weird Al Yankovic's movie UHF, and yeah. I was gonna show it to the kids, but like. I don't think they understand. They don't get UHF stations. No, they don't get that. They have to do like a fucking hour long Ted talk before they watch this movie. I just think it's fascinating that like, that like, that like we're driving somewhere and, and we're listening to the radio and they're mentioning a bunch of names, and then afterwards I go, and Jerry Mathers as the beaver. Kids have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. Where can they even watch that anymore? My kids don't know who Donna Reed is. No. Identical cousins! Yeah. I will never get over that.
2: Or where Eleanor Donahue came from.
0: And I also like the fact that in this movie it's they specifically say, hey, uh, I'm John Favreau. Ten minute. Ten minute warning. And I put a bunch of I put a bunch of Star Wars holiday special Easter eggs in The Mandalorian. I liked that. Yeah. That the first official live action appearance of Boba Fett's fork gun. From the holiday special was in The Mandalorian. I like that. Yeah. I haven't watched any of these fucking Star Wars TV shows. No. Just going to say that now and be honest with you. I haven't seen The Mandalorian. I haven't seen Obi-Wan. I haven't seen Andor. uh, I tried watching The Mandalorian. I haven't watched any of this. Huh? Huh?
2: I tried watching The Mandalorian and I just couldn't really get into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ahsoka, the Boba Feet Show, the fucking Obi-Wan Grogu. I haven't seen it. I don't I don't care. However, I am very proud to say that I was born the same year that Star Wars came out, so I'm I'm happy to see that Star Wars is still doing well. Yes. That makes me kind of happy. We're, I'm the same age as Star Wars. Star Wars is having a bit of a renaissance right now, and so am I. Hi, Groovy.
2: And they they just took so that makes a me happy. Turn from those original three. You know those original yeah. three Star Wars movies. I mean, they were romp. You know, I mean. There wasn't too anything yep. too terribly heavy about it. They dropped some fun secrets on it the secrets on us, you know, but for the most part it was it was just a romp. It was just fun. You know? And I and remember being like eight fucking
0: that. years old and be and hearing from people in the playground and hearing from some adults that like, oh, yeah, George Lucas is going to make nine Star Wars movies, and then there's going to be a Star Wars TV show. And I remember as an eight-year-old kid going, oh, wow, that's going to be so cool. And now here I am. I'm in my 40s. I am married. I have five kids. I did it two nights ago. It was really great. yeah And here I am. We have had the nine movies, and we have so many TV shows, and I don't give a shit. That's fascinating. Look at how much work it takes to bore me.
2: Okay. I but mean, I, I am a big fan a, of the Star Wars holiday special. For so fucking long. For the second three. For Jar Jar. Like, like, yeah, I yeah. I mean I was I was already married for God's sakes. And when the trailer came out, I cried. Because
0: I loved Star Wars. And then, yeah, yeah. I remember going to see the water boy just to see a trailer, just to see a trailer. And then I saw what because what are you gonna do back then? Sad. Download the trailer in like 280p,
2: and there was just so much I hated about Phantom Menace, yeah. And I watched. I watched all three of those, and it just didn't get it. I just didn't care. It wasn't fun. It wasn't a romp, you know?
0: And I remember them making a big deal about the toys coming out. Oh, we're going to be releasing the toys at Toys R Us at midnight, and you can get your own sneak peek at the upcoming Star Wars film. And I lined it up. I lined up at Toys R Us to see the new toys, and I remember so many of the toys were about the pilot of Amidala's ship. Yeah. His name was like Rex something, and like there were a million toys of his. And I'm like, "Ooh, he's going to be like a, like a, like a dad daring swashbuckler type, and it's going to be really exciting." Bitch has like five lines in the fucking movie. Yeah they set up a bajillion freaking things for him. That pissed me off. But again, final statement on this week's movie, a disturbance in the force. George Lucas had nothing to do with the star Wars holiday special. And because of that, George Lucas is solely to blame for the fucking star Wars holiday special. Agree. I look fucking amazing right now. <laughs> Holy shit. I look so good. Uh, everyone's jealous of my wife. She gets all of this. So that's all I have this week. Again, Donnie Osmond, this movie isn't fucking about you. This documentary isn't about the time that Donnie Osmond, the Donnie and Marie show, changed history. Yeah. That's not what this documentary is about. Motherfucker Mr. Plastic Faced Mormon Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dream Code over here thinks the documentary is about him. Yeah. So that's all I have for this week. Next week, I was going to I was going to have us watch the new Please Don't Destroy movie or maybe the killer pool that eats people. Okay. But um I wanted to do something different. This this week's movie a disturbance in the force it is a brand new documentary. Yeah. So I thought let's go with something a little bit less new. So we're combating a new release with an old one. Next week we are watching the 1941 musical Hell's a Poppin' starring Olson and Johnson, The Hell's a Poppin' Boys.
2: Okay.
0: So there what made was you a mystery science this to us. Huh?
2: What made you decide Oh, I can to tell you
0: exactly. I can tell you exactly. I want to find out who Olsen and Johnson the Hell's a Popin' boys are. There was a mystery science theater short. I believe it was called Johnny at the Fair and it was this young boy lost at the World's Fair and he's meeting like, oh, look, it's the champion of the world, Joe Frazier. Oh, now Johnny's riding a donkey. Oh, look, he's getting an autograph with Olson and Johnson, the hell's a poppin' boys. And so, I I don't know why, but Olson and Johnson, the hell's a poppin' boys, just burned into my brain. And I have, for the past, like, five years been collecting free movies that are available on YouTube on a, on a YouTube playlist that I just labeled for the podcast and hell's a poppin is in there. And I thought, you know what? Let's combat a 2023 brand new movie by finally finding out who the fuck Olson and Johnson, the hell's a poppin boys are. I believe it's oh, one of those okay. things where they had a popular radio show, then they did a Broadway musical, and now they're doing it as a movie. Possibly. I think I'm not sure. So this is going to be a fun, exciting experience for the both of us, Olson and Johnson. The Hell's a Poppin' Boys in the 1941 musical Hell's a Poppin', all one word.
2: Okay, we we we. I've might got the movie out on this one. I'm just saying.
0: Hell no! It's a 1940s musical! Okay. Olsen and Johnson! The hell's a poppin' boys? You can't tap out on this! <laughs> Besides, it's like an hour and 20. It's like yeah. an it's, It was from 1941. They weren't making uh, Ari aster films back then. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, Hey, Disney, release the Snyder Cut. So that's next week. I'm excited about that. But now that I'm looking back at this week, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, uh, Oklahoma City sex toys, my boobs. I got to say, this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast. This
2: has been a damn good episode of the podcast.
0: Okay, good. I I agree with you, but I, I feel like you're the one who makes that distinction. I didn't want to step on any toes. But yes, I concur with your assessment. Good, sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend May And on behalf of uh, Q and my wife and everybody else, I just want to say thanks for listening. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. do 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 I got
1: to.